everybody is fundamentally the ultimate reality, the self, the deep down basic whatever there is, and you're all that, only you're pretending you're not. Who we are is not this physical body that we're in that is here for a moment and gone. Who we are is this infinite intelligence, and we forget that. The same intelligence that, is, that created this infinite universe that never ends is you. To those of us seeking a way to transform life, to capture fulfillment in every now moment, to redefine our reality to live this life to its fullest, this is the Live This Life Podcast. And I'm your host, Heath Cummings. I'm here to inspire you to ask yourself the question every single day. Are you living? Or are you killing time? What's going on, people? Let's get it growing. Starting off season three with some words and some thoughts that I hope will resonate with you in hopes to elevate yourself to something greater that you've ever experienced in your life before. This show was something that I started a little over two years ago um, so I could inspire people to dig a little bit deeper into what life, what existence means to them. And here we are just for a short time on this planet. And it's such A complete tragedy that so many beautiful people live such unfulfilling lives. So many wonderful souls go through such difficulty and don't connect to the things around them, the people around them, the experiences that are out there surrounding them, waiting for them. You know, whether it's the people that you have or the things that are right there at your feet, the beautiful world that is underneath your feet. We take so much of the experiences and our existence for granted. You know, there's there's really just so much beauty in this life. If you can seek it, if you can just focus on it, but for so much of us, we struggle and we ca- get caught up in that struggle. And so it consumes us. And we continue to perpetuate it, really, day in and day out. We don't genuinely give ourselves a fighting chance to experience anything but. You know, we don't give ourselves the opportunity to experience all those great things and those people that are out there waiting for us. We just have the existence of what it is. And sometimes that cycle gets so hard to break out of that we just don't realize that we're even in it in the first place. We don't give ourselves a chance to live that better life. So we never experience it. Our existence is is so much more than just wake up and go to work and come home depleted, eat something that's likely not good for us because we're in a rush, just to stare at another screen, whether it's a TV or a phone or something, and fall asleep and just repeat all of that day in and day out. And when you actually talk about it like that, when you break it down to just that simple breakdown that I just provided for you, and you actually ponder, that's what we actually do on a daily basis, it sounds like insanity. It sounds crazy, doesn't it? Why do we do it? More importantly, what do we do to change it? And why don't we take those steps? How do we think beyond our existence that so many of us are living all the time that leaves us feeling unfulfilled and searching for more? How do we make sure 
that we are living and not just killing time. Let's jump into that today. But before we dive too deep, please be sure to subscribe on whatever platform you're listening to the show on. And if you're so inspired, please leave us a review and rate us. All the ratings and reviews help us reach new listeners in this ever-growing sea of podcasts out there. And with 1.7 million shows, anything and everything our listeners can do to help us get more exposure just helps us open the hearts and minds of that many more people. So help us by subscribing, sharing, telling people about the show, and all the things that we talk about that light you up and inspire you to live your best life. If you haven't tried some of Organifi's products, you are absolutely missing out on some of the highest quality supplements on the planet. I'm someone who doesn't allow anything into my body that I'm not 100% sure of its purity, and this company goes above and beyond to certify the quality of their products many times over. My day starts and ends with Organifi, and I've literally never felt more amazing. In the morning, I use the Organifi green juice in combination with the complete chocolate protein powder after my demanding tough morning workout. I mix it in with some vanilla almond milk, maybe some kale or some banana, and the energy that flows from that is something I've never felt before. And at the end of a long day, I settle down with some of the gold chocolate with a little almond milk and some coconut oil for a hot drink that helps my beat up body and mind recover and get the rest that it needs to keep up with my demanding schedule. I literally do not know what I would do without this company. Go check out their amazing product line at OrganifiShop.com. That's O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I-S-H-O-P.com. And if you find something you want to check out, use the coupon code LIVETHISLIFE to save 15% off of your purchase. So, what is our existence? Why are we here? What is our purpose? What are we supposed to do with this life? First off, I'll say that our purpose is to feel alive while we still have the life in our lungs to live it. The one thing that has really baffled me during the last four to five years of spiritual awakening is why do we live a life where we wait until we're old, we're out of energy, you know, we're out of our most energetic years where the peak of our vitality has passed us by. Why do we wait until then to live our dream life? You know, why do we wait until retirement and a time where we really don't have as much energy, energy as we had in our years past? Why do we wait until then to find it acceptable to live our dream life? How has this become an acceptable norm? That's what I don't understand. I mean, I know how, but we should always keep asking ourselves this question that we can maybe use that to be more motivated, to keep striving for something more. I mean, this model of everything I just described was normalized during this current industrial revolution that we're, we're sort of in the midst of, and I think towards the tail end of actually. But, you know, it's a bit daunting and overwhelming to explain you know, why this all came about. But the you know, basic gist of it is, you know, Structured school days, you know, we have as kids lead to the structured work life we have as adults. It's sort of just conditioning. You know, granted, we need to learn the things that we learn when we're in school, but really that structure of, of everything we deal with in schools leads to the structured work life that we have as an adult, which leads us into this structured way we are supposed to spend our years and you know we have permission at a certain point when we've kind of burned out that okay well you're you're done sort of feeding the machine so i guess you can go do what you want to do you know go pack up move to florida and and live out what you've got left for life 
But you know, recently more and more people are waking up to this whole realization, waking up to it all, realizing that this really isn't something to look forward to. This, this whole model of it all is not really what this is all supposed to be about. And it's wonderful. It's amazing to see people of all ages waking up to this. It's amazing to see the, the people waking up to the BS, the belief systems that have been programmed into us and have led us to accept this programmed way of existence as something normal. You know, people of all ages, I'm seeing kids who are in high school or college age, some amazing people producing content that's just like this, saying these exact things. They're seeing the things that their parents have done for years and their grandparents have done and saying, you know, maybe you guys were good with that, but really you talk about it like it was like a living hell and you guys only have these limited amount of years left and you're saying you know this is what i did and you know it made me not happy but hey you go ahead and do this now too this is now your expectation and these younger kids are waking up and saying no i i don't want to do that you're not really selling this very well and you know me i'm definitely not you know my parents age or my grandparents age but you know to a certain point i accepted that model and you know, I can look at my parents, I can look at my grandparents, and I think in these sort of conversations that I've had in this this mode, it's like, yeah, you know, I wish I kind of did something a little bit more towards waking up to living a more fulfilling life instead of trying to just eke things out to a certain point where it was acceptable to live that more fulfilling life. You know, the fact of the matter is we normalize it, but it's not normal, it's anything but. And deep down, most people know this, you know it. You might not realize you've known it, or maybe that you've realized that you've known it for a long time on a subconscious level, but you know it. You know it now at least. This is what causes a lot of us the discord that we feel in our lives, the depression, the anxiety. This is why when when you get out of it all, you break out, you get out into, into nature or something, you know, you go on vacation, you get out into the middle of nowhere, you get out of that grind, that machine, and you, you get out there and you get somewhere that's just amazing and uplifting. You get to be in that state, which is so much more fulfilling. But how many of us get to live in that state? You know, how many of us get to live that dream life that we have, you know, for maybe a couple of weeks a year? We all want to, while we're there, we're like, man, I need to find a way to, to live this type of a life more often. And that was one of the main motivators that drove me to want to do this show, that we shouldn't grind things out in that machine for five days just to feel a couple of days of, of a weekend or all the, the whole year that we work just to experience a few days of, of vacation, you know, a couple of weeks of vacation. We really need to find a way to find the balance in the middle of both so that we can live our most fulfilling life. And how do you do that? I don't know. I don't have all the answers, but I can tell you from my experience, the steps that I have taken to definitely start tipping the scales back in the other direction. When I came to that realization of all these things that I mentioned to you right now, from that day forward, I've slowly been tipping the scale back in the other direction. Instead of just staying where it was, I couldn't stand that fact anymore of saying, yeah, I feel that same exact way after every single time I go on vacation. How can I find a way to live this vacation life a lot more often? How can I make it so that 
my life is a version of my vacation. I don't need a vacation from my life because it's so amazing. And I'm constantly taking steps to get there. There's millions of people who are living their life in that same, that, that exact way. And I don't mean me by being a millionaire and being able to live on a yacht and jump on a jet ski and do all that kind of stuff. That's, that's maybe important to some people. There's some people who are just perfectly happy with living on, you know, a farm and they're just bringing up their own, they're raising their own food. They're bringing up their kids the way they want to. And that's fulfilling to them. That to me even sounds amazing. Fulfillment is whatever you define it. And the hardest thing is that we let this model of this belief system, everything that's that's built a structure around us and told us how society is supposed to be. And we let that define us instead of us defining us. You know, that vacation is so fulfilling because you were meant to do that thing the entire time. But the societal BS that has been fed to you for such a long time has made you believe that this model that we're all living in right now, that this is normal. But deep down in your core, you know it's not. And that's why a show like this has shown up in your life. Nothing is an accident. There's no coincidences in life. This show came to you, this message came to you at just the right time for just the right purpose. And the purpose is to ignite a fire and expedite the evolution within you that helps you live a more fulfilling life so you can start to tip those scales in the other direction today. Whatever action you can take will start to tip those scales. And anything that you can add to put another little weight on those balance scales, like the scales of justice, you put something in that other side to tip it in the other direction. Every day you add something to it and eventually that scale's going to tip. You know, so, so recently I've had to recognize what's going on because I was starting to have more weights added to the wrong side of the scale. Life has started to get the better of me. You know, wrapping up season two, my episodes were getting uh, a bit few and far between. I have a lot of things going on. Most of you who've listened to the show know that I've got a million and one things always going on in my life. And uh, for those of you who may be new to the show, I'm I'm also, I'm a politician. I'm I'm part of a mayoral board that runs our town. And a lot of things were messed up. I was a police officer for many years and seeing all those things that I saw, I was like, you know, I'm not making the difference I wanna make after 18 years of that career path. So I got out, was doing a whole bunch of different things now. Part of that is now I'm making a difference from the level that was one up above what I was doing for law enforcement work and changing my city in profound ways, any way that I possibly can and trying to iron things out. It's been a lot of work. And as a part of that, that part of my journey where I survived cancer a couple of times, where I survived PTSD and became an advocate for people to seek out help, all of those things led me to live a more fulfilling life. So here I am doing this podcast on top of that all, and I have a full-time 40 plus hour a week job. So I get really busy, really bogged down. And along the way, I lost me again. It happens. You know, you, you go through these ebbs and flows where you're doing real good for yourself. You're doing all the high vibe stuff. And then slowly you start to make some sacrifices of those self-care things. You start to sacrifice part of the existence that you want to live. And you start going back in the other direction of the existence that someone or something else is trying to live for you. And as a part of that, we start to get disconnected from ourselves. 
and when we're disconnected from ourselves, that is a slippery path to being disconnected from so much stuff. Along the way, I started to lose my mission of what fills me up. I lose the mission of all the things that I've been working on. And I'm the kind of person who has just a ton of endurance. It's just something that's built into me. I can take a lot. I often take a lot of self-sacrifice to get other things done. That's just kind of how I've been wired. So I just kept going. And guess what happened? Nothing that I was doing, none of the parts of my life that I was grinding out week after week, all the things that I've dedicated myself to serve were getting my best version. Never, never mind my best version, they were getting close to my worst version. You know, it, it took weeks and weeks and weeks of the same thing, slipping further and further down the negative road, taking a weight off of the positive side of that scale and dropping it on the other side and, and getting completely off balance. And, and me constantly saying, next week I'll get it under control. You know, I'll get caught up. Um, you know, in a couple weeks, I'll take off a week. And instead, I kept pushing it off and pushing it off until I got to a breaking point and I found myself going to some of my meetings and the public sessions and stuff on the verge of tears, literally, because of the overwhelm. Since I was fighting so many battles on so many fronts, I just said, you know, enough's enough. And I just decided, boom, I'm taking like 10 days off. I said, that's it. And I'm gone. I'm not, I'm not answering emails. I'm getting off the phone. Um, find somebody else to take care of the responsibilities. It's just, it's at that point where I just need to do something for me. And so I took the time off. You know, I fished, I spent time deep, deep, deep in the woods for hours at a time, spent a lot of time away from things and spent time with myself. I meditated, I worked out a ton, I did all of the self-care things that I knew I needed to do to get myself back on an even keel. But why is all of that important? What does all of that have to do with thinking beyond your existence? Because if you're in that pattern, you are keeping your head barely above water. That's what you're focusing on. You're focusing on survival. You're focusing on not dying, you know, and, and maybe not just like, you know, physical, actual death, but you're, you're focusing on that survival mode that you think if you don't stay above water, something horrible is going to happen to you. You know, something's going to slip through the cracks. Your job's going to fail. You're going to fail as a husband. You're going to fail as a father, mother, whatever. But you aren't thinking about all of the things that help you evolve. All of those things that when you start to spiritually awaken, you think to yourself, I wanna do this, I wanna do that. I'm inspired to go take this thing on. I'm inspired to go make a podcast, write a book, whatever it is. And those inspirations light you up. You feel great when you think about them. You feel even greater when you take steps to accomplish some of those goals. No matter what your full-time grind is, you have something else on the side and you're spending little bits of time to advance those things. But when you start to get so overwhelmed and you don't have the ability to do that, you're not thinking about what it takes to move the needle on the gauge of the success of the goals in your life. You're getting you know, that red zone on the gauge where it's almost on empty and it says survival on that far end. And when you can get into the yellow zone and you can bring it back into the green zone where it says thrival instead of survival on the other side, that's where you need to be. That is what matters. That is the place where when your gauge is fully up there, that's where you're making the strides to get to the places you want to be and you feel you're most alive. But when you're in survival mode, you aren't able 
to do those things that help you evolve because you're literally just doing everything you can to keep that needle from hitting that far red side of the gauge. You're not doing the things that move the needle to the other side. You're getting stuff done, but you're not moving the needle to get to where you are lit up and thriving. Now, you're not to the place where you're evolving. Evolve into what? Maybe that's the question. What are you trying to evolve into? You're trying to evolve to the best, brightest version of you that came to be here in this life. You came to be here to do a much, much more than what you're doing. Do more and feel more than those feelings of inadequacy, those feelings, those low vibe feelings that don't make you feel like you're soaring high like you do when you're moving towards those things that light you up. But when you're in those modes, when you're in those, those survival modes and you don't have the chance to change the momentum, you can get completely overwhelmed. So I'm telling you right now to get out of that pattern, do whatever it takes to go beyond your current existence and change it all up. It, it happens. It's a natural thing. Don't get down on yourself for thinking that, oh, how did I let this happen to me? Think about me. Think about the fact that I have a podcast that's out there reaching all these people that it's reaching. And the main message of my show is a lot of this kind of stuff to get out there and experience life and don't let it weigh you down and so on and so on. But here I am doing exactly the opposite. It happens to everyone. And if they tell you it doesn't, they're full of BS themselves. Some people don't want to admit because they feel like the cracks in the armor make them seem weak. But I think when you can admit to everybody that no matter how well put together you are, no matter how great your marriage or relationship looks on the outside, yes, it has its rough points. You don't no matter how how great your you know physique looks, sometimes that you, you have a few cheat days too many and you get behind the ball. And those are the pictures that don't make it on Instagram. Those are the posts don't that don't make it to Facebook. Those are the kinds of things that leads to an unrealistic expectation of what we are supposed to be and do. And it's not a great model. We all have these things. That's why I'm not afraid to mention those things. I don't have it all put together and I have my weak points. And I think one of the best things I can do with those weak points is show everybody else that this happens to you no matter what stage of life that you're at. So wherever you are, just recognize it, put the brakes on it and turn it around. You just have to press pause sometimes, figure out how you're going to get out of the situation and then just do it. I think one of the most confusing things in our world is that we are disconnected and divided from people more than ever. At the same time, we have the ability to be more connected. We have a more connected world than we've ever had with our communications, yet it's led us to be more disconnected than ever. We have, we have these, these forces in the world that try to divide us on things more than we've ever had. And those forces have more abilities than ever to spread the fear and division than we've ever known. You know, it's ironic that we have more of an ability to be connected than any other time, but we're probably more disconnected than we've ever been. You know, and if you can just recognize this, if you can look at just those facts on the surface, you can look at what other 
people are doing and realize that no matter what their their stance are with things, religion, politics, you know, vaccination status of all things, that we need to just be connected to them more than ever and not let anything, no, no part of any of the agendas make us feel disconnected. The forces that are at work are creating a game that if they win, you're forgetting who you are. You're full of fear. You're disconnected more from source because you're disconnected from your fellow person, which is found on the face of every single person on this planet. That connection to source is in the face of every person you encounter. But when you're disconnected from them, you're disconnected from source. And source is what put us here to experience the highest version of ourselves. You know, but this game, you know, how can you win it? Well, you can win it by not letting them get their objective of disconnection. How? Be connected to others. Do that by getting connected to yourself, though. If you're disconnected from yourself, just like I described to you, then you're not connecting to other people. When I get in some of my public meetings and stuff, if I'm going in like I did a few weeks ago, if I'm going in with you know, a, a horrible mindset, I'm in a mindset where I just don't want to deal with anyone or anything because I'm so beaten down. When someone comes in front of me, when I have something to deal with, they're not getting a version of me that is empathetic, that is listening, that is taking whatever standpoint they're in and just trying to make the connection to them somehow, some way. And if I'm doing that, then I'm further just disconnecting myself. And that's just making me lose myself even more because it's not a good feeling when you're more disconnected from people. When you can realize that you are in that state, you put on the brakes and you figure out how you can get back to that better state and get there by any means necessary. And you have to think beyond that state of existence. It's not a fun game that you're playing. You know, you don't even realize that you're playing a game and so that you don't even realize that you're losing it at a certain point. And why don't you realize that you're playing that particular game? Because you're busy playing that other game of hide and seek with yourself. When you can win that game and constantly not keep losing yourself, you can win that other game that someone's forcing you to play, that game of division, the game that you probably don't even realize that you're playing by winning that other game you probably don't even realize that you're playing. You go beyond that existence. You go beyond the existence that's not fulfilling and you realize the truth that you just are existence. That the only definition that you can give to existence, whether it's good or bad, fulfilling or not fulfilling, is defined by the way you choose to live it. If you're disconnected, you're choosing that unconsciously sometimes. But right now, now that you're reflecting on it, you have to consciously choose to keep continuing to go down that disconnected path or the more connected one. You know, if you've lost yourself, you can continue to go down that path where you're just continuing to lose yourself more and more every day. Or you can take that other path. You can consciously make that decision to have a better existence and find yourself even more. Be more connected to yourself and therefore be more connected to everything else and beat that other game that's going on. Go beyond that existence and choose something different. And it's a game that you can easily win. There's just a few different steps that we have to take to master that game. And one of the biggest ones is just realizing first off that that game exists.
I'm going to let one of the most inspiring people that I know talk about this subject. This is a pretty lengthy clip from Alan Watts, one of my favorite philosophers, talking about this exact subject. Check it out. We have an absolutely extraordinary attitude in our culture and in various other cultures, high civilizations, to the new member of human society. Instead of saying frankly to children, how do you do? Welcome to the human race. We are playing a game and we are playing by the following rules. We uh, want you to, we want to tell you what the rules are so that you'll know your way around and uh, when you've understood what rules we're playing by, when you get older you may be able to invent better ones. But instead of that, we still retain an attitude to the child that he is on probation. He's not really a human being. He's a candidate for humanity. And in just this way, we have a whole system of preparation of the child for life, which always is preparation and never actually gets there. In other words, we have a system of schooling which starts with grades. And we get it always preparing for something that's going to happen. So you go into nursery school as preparation for kindergarten. You go to kindergarten as preparation for first grade. And then you see you go up the grades till you get to high school. And then comes a time when uh, maybe if we can get you fascinated enough with the system, you go to college. And then when you go to college, if you're smart, you get into graduate school and stay a perpetual student. And go back to be a professor and just go round and round in the system. But in the ordinary way, they don't encourage quite that. They want you after graduate school or after graduation, commencement as it's called, beginning to get out into the world with a capital W. And so, you, you, you know, you've been trained for this and now you've arrived. But when you get out into the world at your first sales meeting, they've got the same thing going again. Because uh, they want you to make that quota. And if you do make it, they give you a higher quota. And come along about the 45 years of age, maybe you're vice president. And you suddenly it dawns on you that you've arrived. With a certain sense of having been cheated. Because uh, it is just the same as things, life feels the same as it always felt. And you are conditioned to be in desperate need of a future. So the final goal that this culture prepares for us is called retirement. When you will be a senior citizen and you will have the wealth and the leisure to do what you've always wanted, but you will at the same time have impotence, uh, a rotten prostate and uh, false teeth and no energy. So uh, all the whole thing from beginning to end is a hoax. You uh, are involved uh, by and large in a very strange business system which divides your day into work and play. Work is something that everybody does and you get paid to do it because nobody could care less about doing it. In other words, it is so abominable and boring that you can get paid for doing it. And the object of doing this is to make money. And the object of making money is to go home and enjoy the money that you've made. When, when you've got it, you see, you can buy pleasure. And uh, in, in myriads of ways, you see, you go home, you, we're the wealthiest people in the world, and you would think that uh, having earned your money and go home 
you would have an orgy and uh, a great banquet and so on, but nobody does. They eat a TV dinner, which is just a warmed-over airline food, and uh, then they spend the evening looking at an electronic reproduction of life, which is divided from you by a glass screen. You can't touch it. You can't smell it. It has no color, except uh, maybe if you're very wealthy, it has color. But uh, by and large, it doesn't, and you look at this thing, and you don't, you, you have a strange feeling, you see, that the whole procession of grades that was leading to something in the future, to that goody, that gorgeous, galoptious goody that was lying at the end of the line, it never quite turns up. And this is because from the beginning, we condition our children to a defective sense of identity. It's a model that we just need to shift. It's a model that we need to work on shifting and accepting different norms because we don't accept the program that we've been fed for such a long time. It's an unfortunate reality that we're still there, but as long as we're making strides to recognize that there's more to our existence than everything Alan Watts just talked about, then we're making those steps towards shifting everything that we think about ourselves and our reality and going beyond the current existence that we have. <sighs> yeah, I'm doing it. You're doing it. We're doing this thing together. We're doing whatever we can. We're taking whatever strides we can and making shifts and changes, no matter how slight they are. Podcasts like this build circles like the ones that we typically have on Clubhouse, actually on that subject. If you're not on Clubhouse, get on there, look me up, check out so many different amazing rooms on subjects like this. I was on one the other day and came across one of the top motivational speakers uh, in the nation right now. It was actually on the cover of Forbes. Her name's Natasha Graziano. And I'll give you these five tips that she gave in this room that really inspired me for this episode for me to really put the brakes on everything in my life and how it's really affected me over this, this 10-day break that I'm sort of wrapping up right now. Number one, she said, identify your vision. Identify exactly what it is that you want to be as the vision of your life. Step two, get clarity. Whether that means meditation, getting lost in the woods, journaling it all, but define it all and define your vision by just being clear. And sometimes that means just shutting everything off in the world and just getting clear. Number three, replacing your self-limiting beliefs with new ones. When we identify our vision, we get that clarity. And then sometimes those little voices sneak in and say, well, I can't do that because of this limitation or that excuse. Replace those self-limiting beliefs with ones that say, I can do these things. And then once you do that, number four, expand your vision. Make it grand. Say exactly what it is that you want to list out in your life. And after you've got all those things, take the final step, step five, and take inspired action. Whenever you're inspired to take some sort of an action on your vision, on your dream, on the building blocks to build your dream life, one that you don't need a vacation from, take the inspired action. But keep taking those actions and keep the momentum moving forward. You put all those things together and you kind of put the brakes on this all, you will amazingly shift what you think about your existence. And you'll take yourself from that limited, stuck place that so many of us get into, into this expanded version of your life that really feels like it has no limits. And then when you get to the other side and you've built all those things for yourself, 
you'll wish that you took all of these steps so much further. But the, the point is, get started today. Do everything that we talked about in today's episode and start laying those building blocks. But sometimes you just have to put the brakes on that momentum where your life is going and just think beyond the existence that you have. If it's not a satisfying one and move towards one that is much more gratifying. So I'm gonna leave you with a perfect track on this episode from Soul Rising. This one's off of his album, Elevation, and it's called Make a Move. Think beyond your current existence. Make the moves you need to make so that you can live your biggest and brightest existence possible. And keep living. I'll see you next time.